Praise God. Well, I want to share a word with you tonight. So get your Bibles out and go to the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10. You know it, but let's look at it. I've been preaching this message on hearing the voice of God, and I believe that more than ever before in life, we need to know that we know that we know that we hear God's voice and He's speaking in our lives. And uh, it's real interesting because I really believe that what we don't realize is how in tune we are to the voice of the enemy and how much we listen to the voice of the devil. And so the tonight's message, the title is Lion Devil. Because we listen to the lying devil so much, he, he tells us things, he discourages us, he, he brings things into our minds and our thoughts that, that are not right, that are not, that are not lining up with God's word, and we don't recognize it. And then we listen to it, and then we turn it around, and then we get into worry, and then we get into doubts, and then we get into fears, and then we get into sickness, and we get into stress, and we get into whatever, all because we're listening to a lying devil. Now, I just want to make a point here tonight, starting out John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, a thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. You know, there's a, <clears throat> I don't know if you call it a reality show or what, there's a, a, a TV show that I just came across the other day about where people are trying to smuggle drugs through airports. And they were trying to smuggle one through Spain's airport and they were showing how they catch them and what they were doing and the different ways that they try to smuggle the drugs and the handles of the, the suitcases and then this way, the way and that way. You know, they're trying all these different things. But what I was amazed at when I was watching, I sat there and just, just was grieved because these people would, would tell the story that, you know, where they did it out of desperation or they did it that a lot of elderly, the, the drug cartels use a lot of elderly people because they're in a desperate strait. They're not, don't have income or whatever. And they tell them, look, do this, you know, go do this for us. And you're going to make 9,000 euros or whatever. We're going to be set up. And, uh, so they do it out of desperation. I thought that's where the devil always wants to get people. He wants to get people into desperation. And then once he's got people in desperation, well, then they'll start listening more and more to his voice. And then once they do what he wants them to do, no matter what that is, it may not be hauling drugs. It just may be feeling bad about yourself. That once you do that and enter into that, then he's got you. And then you're going to pay the price because the devil at those nowhere in the Bible does it say he ever blesses you. Two sides of the coin. God wants to bless you. The devil wants to curse you. He wants to steal, he wants to kill, and he wants to destroy you. He doesn't care how he does it. He just wants to get in there, kill, steal, and destroy, okay? Now let's go to John 8. Go back two chapters, John chapter 8. Go to verse 43. Now I preached that message a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember if it was a Wednesday or Sunday about, about the word has to be the foundation of your life. And if you don't have the word as the foundation of your life, you really don't have any any way to know what the truth is because you don't have the word in your life. So look what Jesus said, John 8, 43. He says, why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my word. Remember that last week when I preached about Jesus coming back, Revelation 19, written on the side of me, he says, he is the word, the word's coming back. All right, you couldn't listen to the word. He says, so you, you don't understand his speech because you're not able to listen to this word. You're of your father, the devil. Now, he's talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees who are just sitting around trying to 
figure out how they can get Jesus, how they can catch him, how they can kill him, how they can crucify him, how they can get him out of that, that they're not ever listening to, oh, look, that, that lady got healed. Isn't that glorious that man's hand's not withered? Oh, isn't this cool? This guy can see. None of those were their thoughts. Their thoughts were always just trying to figure out how they were going to kill Jesus. So I just want to tell you tonight, if you have a thought that's going through your mind that, you know, and, and it's trying to get you to kill, I want to tell you that's of the devil. There's no other way to look at it. But if the thoughts inside of your mind are going through, you want to bless people, you want to help people, you want to be an encouragement to people, you want to love people, you want to walk. Now you're talking about the things of God. So Jesus told him, said, man, you're your father, the devil, the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer. From the beginning, he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Now, is this not astounding? Jesus pretty much laid it out and said, listen. You're not following God. You're not hearing the voice of God. You're listening to the devil. The devil is a liar. He gets it from his own resources because he's the father of it, the father of lies. Okay, now jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. He tells us right here. Paul talking to the church at Corinth, he said, look, your, 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 your battle, your struggle your, your, that's going on in your life, it's not in the flesh. It's not the person. It's the thoughts that are coming to you. And if you do not take them captive, if you do not take them captive, you do not gain control of your thoughts of the lie that the devil is sowing in your life, then what will happen is you're going to end up in a place that you become a spokesperson for the father of lies. Okay, now, this is another message, and I don't want to get into it. I just want to touch this. But the other morning I was praying, and I felt in, just really impressed in my spirit and, and, and just felt like the Lord was saying this to me. He said that, okay, his, I'm, I'm saying this. This is not what he said. I'm saying this. Uh, da, da, da. He didn't explain it like this. But I know that the word works. I know that the Bible says that we're to confess the word of God. I know the Bible says we're to meditate upon the word of God. We're to confess the word of God. And that what the words that come out of our mouth, that then you're, it's going to set in motion things that are going to take place that God wants to happen. That's what the Bible teaches. Like I said, that's another message. But he said to me, he said, the moment you speak out of your mouth the lie, it begins to work, take root and then will manifest in your life. And so I stopped and I said, well, wait, you know, no, 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 no. Let me think about this. What are you saying, Lord? You know, how, how, how are you doing this? And, and it was so funny because as I began to think about it, I thought the devil is a liar. And the devil can't create 
his own. He can only imitate or steal from God to, to, to subvert what God has really done, right? So why wouldn't he know the principle of God's word working in your life? That if you confess his word and speak his word, you're going to see God manifest. Why wouldn't the devil know that, that if he whispers in your ear enough, that if somebody told you you're stupid, then finally again, you just get out of your own self. You're stupid. You say out of your mouth, I'm so stupid. And then you said it, then he's got it going. Just like if you said, I'm blessed, I'm blessed and highly favored of God. Man, God is on my side. God goes before me and behind me. He's, he's, he's bringing everything. Why wouldn't, he, why wouldn't he know the principle of the word? And so why wouldn't the devil use it against you? Because he knows the word works. But he's got it going in reverse. It's stealing from you. Because the devil can't do anything but steal from you. So he said in, in verse five, he says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So he's wanting to 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 bring into this place because he wants to tear down the word that's in you because he's a lying devil. Right. OK, you got to understand. So then every day as a Christian, you're walking in your life. This attack is going to come. The enemy is going to try to sow seeds in you. He's going to try to speak to you. He's going to try to whisper to you. And if you get into that, you're going to be defeated. So I want to show you a couple of examples of this in the scriptures. Go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 10. Let me show you some Old Testament stories. 2 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 6. Now, David's son Solomon took over and was reigning in the kingdom, and that was... His reign, Solomon's reign, was the last that they call uh, of the kingdom that David had established. After this, it gets divided. The kingdom gets divided into two parts, okay? Judah and Israel. And so Rehoboam is Solomon's son. And so now he's trying to take over and he's trying to rule. Now, I got to do a little reading here. I want to start in verse 6. 2 Chronicles 10, 6. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father, Solomon, while he still lived, saying, how do you advise me to answer these people? Because these people have come to him and said, look, we want to serve you, which ends up being the kingdom of Israel. They said, we, we want to serve you, we want to stay united with you, but uh, we don't like the way the things are going. So he asked him, said, what should I do? And they spoke to him saying, if you're kind to these people, and please them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. Okay, now look at this. When you're, I, I taught y'all Sunday about trying to hear the voice of God. Look at the words that they say. First, they say kind, speak good, right? So look at the, look at the text of what they're saying. They're saying something that, that mirrors the image of God. All right, here it goes. But he rejected the advice which the elders had given him, and he consulted the young men who'd grown up with him, who stood before him, and he said to them, what advice do you give? How should you answer the people uh, that have spoken to me, saying, lighten the yoke which your fathers put upon us? Then the young men who'd grown up with him spoke to him, saying, thus you shall speak to the people who have spoken to you, saying, your father made your yoke heavy, you make it. Wait a minute, let me read this right. Your father 
made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, but my little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastened you with whips, but I will chasten you with scourges. Where in that do you hear anything that would be the voice of God? And so what happens? Jeroboam and all the people, they rebelled against the death. The kingdom of Israel went over there and started. And so the kingdom became divided. And there were two divided kingdoms. And if you can go back, you go back and look in the scriptures. There's not one king in Israel that ever served God after that day. They lost a nation of people. Became enemies. All right? All because of words that were spoken. Because they did not hear the voice of God in what was being spoken. All right? So let me show you another one. Go to 2 Chronicles 18, verse 4. 2 Chronicles 18, 4. Now here's old Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was a, was a godly king. He tried to do right, but, you know, even he sidestepped every now and then. So Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, See, he said, the king of Israel, this is the other kingdom over there. Please inquire of the word of the Lord today, because the king of Israel is wanting Jehoshaphat to go to battle with him against an army. So he says, please inquire for the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, 400 men, and said to them, shall we go to war against Ramoth of Gilead, or shall I refrain? So they said, go up, for God will deliver it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat said, wait a minute. Is there still not a prophet of the Lord here? In other words, the prophets that of Israel at that time, they weren't prophets of God. They weren't. And so Jehoshaphat knew enough about God to say, hey, hey, don't we have a, a real prophet of Jehovah here? And so this is what he says. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, well, there's still one man here that we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Because he never prophesies good concerning me, but always evil. Is that not hilarious? He said, man, I hate the guy. There's one left, but I don't like him. And Jehoshaphat said, let not, let not the king say such a thing. Then the king of Israel called one of his officers and said, well, bring Micah, the son of Imla, quickly. Now the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, gather your clothes and robes and sat each on their throne. They sat at the threshing floor, the entrance of the gate of Samaria and all the prophets prophesied before them. Now Zedekiah, the son of Wurwurwa, uh, had made horns of iron. Look at this dude. He made horns of iron for himself. And he said, thus says the Lord, with these, we shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. Does God speak anything like this? Has there ever been a prophecy, ever been anything before like unto this? And he says, go up to Ramoth of Gilead and prosper for the Lord will deliver to the king. And the messengers who had gone to get Micah said, saying, now listen, the word of the prophets, which was one accord, encouraged the king. Therefore, please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. And so Micah said, as the Lord lives, whatever my God says, I will speak. And then he came to the king, and the king said in him, uh, shall we go up to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? And he said, well, go prosper, and they'll deliver you into your hand. And the king said to him, how many times have I made you swear to me to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Now, see, he knew he wasn't telling him, because he see, he wasn't telling him something that he didn't want to hear. Craziness. 
Then he said, I saw the Israel scattered on the mountains and sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each one return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you? He's not going to prophesy good concerning me, but evil. Okay, so the craziness of this story is the king of Israel, he's not serving God, so he doesn't care about God. There's people in the world today, they're not serving God. They don't want to serve God. They don't want to hear the voice of God, because if they hear the voice of God, it's going to tell them, forgive, walk in love, be a blessing, sow your seed, don't look at the wind, go forth, be loving, tell people about me, I'm coming. But they don't want to hear that. Now, see, what they want to hear is they want to do what they want to do. They want to have judgment on who they want to have judgment on. They want to, they want to have justice wherever they can get justice. They want everyone to suffer and make them pay. And so all I got to say is that ain't God. You've listened to the voice of the enemy. You've listened to the lying devil who has lied into your mind so long that you don't even want to hear the word of God because you, don't, you hate it because it's telling you to change your ways. We got the whole church right now. I'm not talking this church. I'm talking the church. The whole church changing their, the, their interpretation of the word to try to appease people. It's the same thing that took place that day. Why? And I'll tell you why. I'll say it straight, man. They're listening to a lying devil. Because when you don't want to hear the word of God in your life, there's something wrong with you. You've listened so long to the devil that now he's got seed in you. You spoke it. You gave it life. You've manifested. You've breathed it out. And so therefore you got what you what you spoke. Let me show you another one. Go to Acts chapter four, verse thirty three. Acts 4.33. Let's get a little New Testament here. Show you that it's still happening. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, bought the proceeds to the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each one as they had need. Now go on to chapter 5, verse 1. So this revival was taking place. Everybody was so blessed. Everybody's selling land, getting money, taking it, putting up there at the apostles' feet, laying down there saying, man, let's build a church. Let's go forward. Let's get, what do we need to do to send evangelists out? How can we rescue children? How can we go forth with the good news of the gospel? So Ananias knew this. He's not ignorant to it. He knew it. Now, I'm talking about hearing the voice of God. So he hears the voice of God saying, we need, to, we need to give to the ministry. But then he hears the voice of pride saying, well, I don't want to give it all. But I want to look good in front of the people. I don't want everybody to be over there thumping their fingers and looking at me saying, yes, and I asked, what was your offering? And this is the devil. The devil's saying, well, who do they think they are? They can't make you take everything that, that you've got. You, that, that, that's not right. They can't do that to you. And so the devil's over here lying to him because he's a lying devil because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And so he's got Ananias who's got some kind of internal conflict of pride going on on the inside of him. And so the devil's got a loophole in him. He's got a snag. He's got something he can pull at him with. So... He's like, okay, I'll give and just tell him it was everything. That way, nobody really knows what I sold it for. The realtor's not here. The realtor isn't in church, and so nobody really knows what I sold it for. And so they'll not know. And that way, I'll look good in front of the people, 
but I'll really keep back what I wanted. The whole time it was his, he could have done anything he wanted to. God wasn't the one requiring this of him. It's the lying devil that said, I'm going to find, I got me somebody I can kill, steal, and destroy from. So Ananias with Sapphira's wife sold a possession. They kept back part of the proceeds, and his wife, also being aware of it, brought in a certain part, laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? So now, uh-oh, the Holy Ghost, he forgot about the Holy Ghost. He forgot about the Holy Ghost reveals the secrets of the hearts of men. He forgot about the Holy Ghost going to call him out. Woo-hoo! Oh, Peter sitting there gets a word of wisdom, word of knowledge comes to him, says, oh, say this to Ananias. Ananias ain't got no idea. Peter's got no idea. It's the Holy Ghost. He says, why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? Uh-oh, wait a minute. He says he lied to the Holy Spirit. So in other words, it was the Holy Ghost speaking to Ananias, sell the possessions and give it. See, what I don't understand is that we will literally listen to the lying devil, send us into worry, whatever, whatever it be, worry, unforgiveness, anger, malice, jealousy, lust, whatever. We'll listen to the devil until he literally makes us sick and kills us, but nobody ever thinks about missing the voice of God and what the cost is of that. One of the Proverbs say, I can't, I can't I don't, I'm, I'm lost at where it is right now, but the, one of the Proverbs says, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. That's the one that I fear, because I don't want to be thinking I'm right and heading in the right direction, but it ends in destruction. So I'm always crying out to God, God, I just humble myself before you. Please lead me, lead, put my paths in the right place, put, put, put my feet in the right place. I want to go down the straight path. I don't want to get sidetracked, Lord. I don't want to get over there thinking I'm doing something right when it's wrong. But oh, Ananias, he's like, yeah, I'm just lying to the Holy Ghost. He didn't realize he was lying to the Holy Ghost. He did. But look what happened. He kept back part of the price. He said, well, that remained yours. Was it not your own? And afterwards you sold it. Was it not your still your own, your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? Where do you conceive it in? There's always going to be a thought that comes into your mind, and then it gets into your heart, and then it comes out your mouth. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. I bet. And then the story goes on, you know, and, and, and his wife comes in, same thing happens, okay? Now go to Proverbs 4.23. I'm moving kind of fast, but I'm going to finish this tonight. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Here is the key to not allowing the devil to come into your life. He may speak to you. He may talk to you, but not giving him place to manifest through you by the words coming out of your mouth is you have to do Proverbs 4.23. You have to keep your heart with all diligence. If there comes a place in your life and in your heart that you've allowed whatever, like I said, anger, malice, jealousy, whatever, to take root and take seed in your heart. If you've ever allowed that to take place and you're festering it and you're not being healed by the Spirit of God, you're not doing what you need to do, you're not keeping your heart, so therefore you're giving a place to the devil to come in and, and to literally destroy your life. I know that's kind of heavy. I know you don't want to hear all that. Maybe it's too late for you tonight. Maybe you've already turned me off and gone to bed. Well, I'm still there. I'm in the airways. Look at Matthew 15, 17, 15, 17. Jesus is speaking. He says, do you not yet understand 
that whatever enters the mouth and goes into the stomach, it's eliminated. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. So that's what I'm saying. What comes out of your mouth came from your heart. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornications, theft, false witness, blasphemy. These things are, are which what defile a man, but to eat of unwashed hands, it does not defile. So this, you, you can't, you've got to guard your heart. Folks, listen to me. You've got to guard your heart. And I realize in life that bad things happen to people. And I realize that there's hard things and hard issues to walk through in life. But listen to me. You can't live your life in unforgiveness and jealousy and malice and wrath and anger and all that and live and think you're going to be productive. You can't do it. You've got to have a pure heart. You've got to have a clean heart. You've got to have a heart that's beating for Jesus and you want to have him in your life. And that's all that really matters. And if you do that, then you can guarantee the devil's still going to whisper to you. He's still going to he's still going to try to tempt you, but he's got no place because you'll begin to recognize. Say, shut up, lying devil. Just shut up, lying devil. I'm not listening to you. No, the word of God says that I'm blessed. The word of God says that I'm a child of God. The word of God says that I'm born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. The word of God says that I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not the neath. I'm blessed when I go into the city and I'm blessed when I go into the country. I'm blessed everywhere I go because God is with me because he goes before me. He goes behind me. And everywhere I put my hand, it prospers. And this is what the word tells me. I'm not going down. I'm going up. So here's one. Um, oh, I don't want to stir all the conspiracy theorist people, but let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this way. I mean, they talk about all the deadly things that can come against us, but how many people got Mark 16 coming out of the mouth? No deadly things to harm me. Well, there's a lot of Christians said that in life and they died. That was them. That's not me. I got to tell y'all this one and then I'm closed. I'm through. I'm already gone over, but I'm through. For literally the last probably... I don't want to exaggerate. Probably the last eight years, for sure, the last five years, I've had some issues with my stomach that just to where literally there's food that I can't eat. And it just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller for what I can't eat. And so I just kept telling my wife, this is ridiculous. This is not right. I've, I've been to doctors. I've been to try to people. I've been to try to figure this out, try that. I do this and that. Everybody's told me this. I got an assortment, you know, 562 million pills to take every day and uh, drink this and take that and run here and do that and do this and do that. And then two weeks ago was when Brother Ivan was here. I was sick. I was so glad he was here. I had intestinal problems so bad I, I, I couldn't have stood at the pulpit. And so I was so glad he was here. And I was just fighting to, and I fought it for two weeks. Bad. It hurt. And I just kept praying. I kept praying. I said, Jesus, man, this is, this is ridiculous. And I got mad. And I went out one morning early and I was standing there and I was hurt. And I said, Lord, this is ridiculous. I've had enough. I'm telling you right now, you got to give me the cure. I got to got to be supernaturally healed or you got to give me the cure. Because if you don't give me the cure, then I'm telling you, I cannot live like this anymore. I've had it. Everybody said, God bless a wife. A good wife. She gave me, God gave me a good wife. So she comes up with this thing and she tells me this, that, and the other. And I'm not going to tell you everything because y'all are all going to come to me and say, well, what's it? Oh, my God. And then you're going to want me to do it. And I don't even know that that works. I'm talking about it's for me, specifically for me. She found a certain thing and uh, I took it. And within three days, my symptoms began to go away. Within a week, I was like, 
I'm healed. And so I said, well, I can say I'm healed all I want to, but the test is what I eat. So I eat anything. Everything that would have killed me. I ate it. Glory to God, nothing happened. Not, an, not, a res, not, not anything. Now, the th- crazy thing is it was really something simple. Here I've suffered all this time. I've prayed all this time, but I never, I never, I never opened myself up to look that God could speak something in the natural to me that would fix it. I was always looking for the miracle when the miracle was sitting in front of me all the time. So my point is, the devil was always lying to me. You know how many times he's lied to me and told me that, you know, that I had to fight off the thought of I got stomach cancer, or I've got this cancer. Then the next time you know, you hear so-and-so died of cancer and then so got this cancer and got that cancer. And it was always in the back of my mind. And I was always pushing it down, pushing it down. You know, I, just a bad day, I get a little tired, a little weary. Devil says, you're going to die. I'm killing you. And so I just say, man, shut up. You know, I ain't going to. But literally, it was still in the back of my mind. Now I'm outside doing the Holy Ghost jig out there saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do now, buddy? What are you going to do now? But you see, it was a lie from the pit of hell. And I'm telling you, everybody goes through these things. It's not just, I'm just told you that story just to tell you. Everybody goes through it. I'm not immune from it. All right? But what are you going to do about it? You're going to listen to the lying devil. You're going to listen to what the word of God says. And yeah, that was a long battle I fought. But bless God, I got the victory. I don't care when I get the victory. Oh, sure, I'd love to have it instantaneously. I'd like to not ever walk through anything nor suffer through anything. I would love to just go, let my wife throw some pixie dust on me and I'd just be healed. I'd love it. But bless God, God called us to be overcomers and conquerors. And and I want to tell you something, you're not ever going to overcome if you're listening attuned to the voice of the devil. And if every time he speaks and whispers in your ear, all you do is run into panic mode and your, your, your freak out mode and your whatever mode and, you know, whatever, then I want to tell you something. You will, you're not going to, you're not going to have victory. But I'm telling you tonight, you can listen to the voice of God. If you will get it speaking out of your mouth, if you'll set yourself in as a word is your foundation and begin to get the word coming out of your mouth and out of your heart so that it will speak out of your mouth. And know what the word says about you and begin to speak what God says about you, that I, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed on high. That Ephesians 1 and 3 says you've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And if you would just get those words coming in your mouth, then the voice of the devil is going to get more faint and more faint and more faint in your life. And you're not going to listen to him all the time. Amen. So I just encourage you tonight, don't listen to the lying devil. And remember, Proverbs 18, 21, what does it say? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So get your tongue working for you. Get the word working for you. Do whatever you got to do to get it. You just, you just, you know, even if the devil says something to you, then you just just say, you know, no, 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 no. That's what the word says, what the word says, what the word says. If you got to do it 10 million times in a day, you're going to get better and better and better and more victory in it. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. Well, stand up. Those of you at home, listen, you're blessed. You're part of this church no matter what. And so I just declare 
that there is no distance in spirit. Let me pray for you, Father. I just declare that they are blessed. I declare that people hear this word, they get this word into them, and it changes their life. They're not going to listen to the lying devil anymore because he's exposed. Devil, I plead the blood of Jesus. Listen to that. I plead the blood of Jesus over these people and everyone listening to this message. And I just thank you right now that the blood speaks over their life, that they are the redeemed of the Lord. They are blessed of God. And that no longer are we going to listen to your, your, your words. No longer are we going to listen to your lies because they only want to kill, steal, and destroy us. But we're going to listen to what Jesus has to say that's going to give us life and life more abundantly. So, Lord, I declare that they are blessed. I declare that their, their lives are blessed. Their businesses are blessed. Lord, everything they put their hands to prosper. They're blessed in their giving. Blessed, Lord God, in their households. And, Lord, I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.